It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Oh, the, cloud, the crowd is into it today. Listen to that. Made it to a, uh, what is it, Thursday? Yeah, made it to Thursday. Welcome in. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Thursday, February 16th. I hate February, as I've mentioned, I think, for the last 16 days. But we're halfway through. We're more than halfway through the awful month of February. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open today, 384-1450, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, that's the number. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Don't forget, you can get your free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or steak and egg burrito with any fountain drink, fizz freeze, tea, or 20-ounce bottled soda. When you become a new Refreshing Rewards member, simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards, and earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. Hit me up on the Thornton's text line. Any comments will be read on the air as long as there is no vulgarity. The number is 502-414-1450. Cats with a big win last night. Cards lose again. They fought till the end. Oh, that last play was hard to watch. And Indiana, I I like them even more today. I like my 50-to-1 bet even more today, even though they lost at Northwestern last night. System was 2-0 yesterday, and it happened to be Louisville and Northwestern. (laughs) That made it 2-0. Uh, I bet against the system last night. I took Indiana. What a moron. Unbelievable. I, I invent the system that I love, and then I bet against it. Why would you do that? Brain freeze, um, lack of guts to say I'm taking I'm taking Northwestern, even though I want Indiana to win, I'm taking Northwestern. Well, I, I don't have the guts. You were, you were kind of in a tough spot because you said at the beginning of the season that you're taking Indiana every game. I did. And then you got Indiana clashing with the system. So and they were 1-4 in, in the Big spot. Ten, and I thought, what am I? What have I done to myself? Yep. But they got great, and they got good, let's say. They got good. Nobody's great. Nobody's great. By the way, speaking of nobody being great, before I get into anything else, with Alabama's loss to Tennessee last night, there have now been eight losses this season by the AP number one team. Oh. Oh, is that thunder? That is thunder. Yikes. That is tied for the most in a regular season since 1993-94, and we've got two and a half weeks left. There's just not a great team. Purdue's only a one and a half point favorite tonight at Maryland. I've got it at one. Yeah, whatever. I, I I write these things down early in the morning, and I'm not changing them. By God, <laughs> that's the way I feel about it. Uh, rain, rain, go away. I was going to start with that. It's still 71 degrees. Could is this the end of the world? Because it's February. It's not supposed to be like this. Oh, now I think it's going to be 40 by tomorrow. Yeah, for a high, close to freezing. Yeah. So get your uh, pneumonia jackets out. Seems like typical Kentucky in a weather. This yeah. time of the year. I will talk. I'm going to put the tarp on the field because it's raining and talk a little baseball later today. The rule changes that are in effect. It's February. Pitchers and catchers are reporting. Everybody will be in camp here by the end of the month. And we are getting really close to baseball coming back. And the rule changes are there for one reason and one reason only. Pep up the game. 
Pitchers and catchers report today, no? A lot of them, yeah. Excite the game up a little bit. We need stolen bases. We don't need line drives to right field caught by the short fielder. They're making the uh, Jeff Passon of the of ESPN pointed out he doesn't understand the larger bases, but it's for stolen bases. He said that they look like pizza boxes. Yeah, is that who said that? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Classic. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And the pitch clock. Oh, where have you been? I went to some bats games last year where they used the last couple years where they used the pitch clock. You're in and out in two and a half hours. Yeah. That's what baseball should be. Quick, exciting. Uh, let's strike out a lot. Let's hit home runs. Let's. You can only throw two pickoffs. You can only step off the rubber twice during an at-bat. If you throw to first a third time and a guy's safe, that's equivalent to a balk. <laughs> he gets to take – if he's out, he's out. But if he's safe, that's a balk. So we'll talk about those uh, MLB rule changes, all of which I love. Uh, NBA All-Star Weekend is upon us. There are three games tonight, and then we're done. We're done for the weekend. Team Giannis and Team LeBron on Sunday uh, at the All-Star Game in Salt Lake City, Utah. You know, when I want a party, Scooter, Salt Lake City is the 912th town that comes to mind. Hmm. Salt Lake City, come I'd, on. I'd pick it a lot earlier than that. Now Salt Lake's beautiful. Now, now i got to go home and write down 911 cities I would rather go to than Salt Lake City. I did watch episode one of Full Swing yesterday. I'm not going to spoil anything. Scooter, you haven't started. That's eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was great. It was great. It was everything I wanted. Now, Live Golf was not brought up a lot, but they teased future episodes. It's going to be a big part of this series. Uh, a lot of I'm not going to spoil what was said or anything, but a lot of focus yesterday was on the PGA Championship, which was the first Major of the year last year. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth's relationship. Um, you know, a lot of that in episode one. But it was great. Tony gave it a solid A. Do you agree? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I don't give anything A-plus anymore unless it's Shawshank Redemption. But, uh, yeah, solid A. First episode. And I think it's going to get better because it's going to get more controversial. And my, my four-year-old, I'm trying to watch the first episode. My four-year-old grandson's downstairs with me and the wife, and all of a sudden, bam, F-bomb. Oh. Bam. Uh, another word for poop. Bam, another F-bomb. From I'm the like, players? From the players, yeah. Nice. I'm like, up, oh, pause. Uh, I guess we're watching, well, I mean, we ended up watching uh, Black Panther. So I don't know how good that is. Hey, you know what? I don't want you hearing these words, but here's a lot of violence. You're four. Jump around. <laughs> Jump on Grandpa's back again. Yeah. Pop Pop's back. Ouch. Still hurt. Is that what they call you, Pop Pop? Pop Pop. Absolutely. But uh, full swing, I will, this, I'll This i finish it by the end of the weekend. Sunday morning might be a binge watch of uh, the rest of full swing. I'm, I'm going to – I might struggle to get it done by Wednesday, but I'm going to try my darndest to get it done by well, Wednesday. Well, and I'll give you an F on your report card. <laughs> I mean, it's homework, Scoots. Pretty simple. You're part of, you want to be part of the show – and I want you to be part of the show. Do your homework. Just, I don't know if simple. I signed up for homework. It's simple. <laughs> Watching a Netflix documentary <laughs> on golf is not the hardest homework you've ever had. Let's be honest. True. All right, let's start with Indiana. They trailed by 19 late in the first half. I'm sorry, 21. 
Yeah. Let me take that back. They trailed by 21 late in the first half. Now, I'm at the Louisville game. Uh, I get home and I, I turn it on and it's 21 to 12, 23 to 12. And I went, oh my gosh, what's going on here? 64, 62 is the final. Uh, the guy we highlighted yesterday, Boo Booey, in the last minute and a half took over for Northwestern. He did. Pretty much said, you know what? I got to win this game. They've won four games in a row now against ranked opponents. This is uh, Northwestern is now 19 and 7, 10 and 5, and second place alone in the Big Ten. They're going to go to the tournament for the second time in school history. And Chris Collins, who last year was being talked about, well, he, he, you know, he had that one great year, but he's not the guy. He's the guy again. Yeah. Um, Boo Booey had about a 10-footer with two and a half seconds left. I'm assuming, and I don't know this, I'm assuming Indiana didn't have any timeouts left. We didn't. Okay, because they just threw it in. Hood Shafino takes one from just behind midcourt. Front rims it, by the way. It was close. Um, Trace Jackson Davis, 23 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. In the second half, yikes. He's so good. He is. He's so good. Well, he, he admitted after the game that he wasn't ready to play in the first half, which coming from a guy like Trace, that's borderline unacceptable. But that's what a leader will tell you yeah. when you lose sure. a game like that. Because he's going to say, look, this is on me. Even if it's not on him, 23-10-8, and eight, I'm going to say it's not on him. But if as long as he as a leader says, that's on me, I got to be better, then you know what else, What happens? Everybody has to follow that script. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has to be better too. Uh, Hood Shafino had 13, Race Thompson 13, didn't play bad, I guess, especially when they weren't playing well. He was the, kind of the guy that was keeping them in the game. I don't know. He had a lot of boneheaded mistakes in the first half. I didn't, like I said, I didn't see you a whole lot of it. Yeah. Three bench points from uh, Indiana last night. That's got to They've got to get more out of Tamar Bates. They just do. Um, Bowie had 21, six and four. Indiana, 49%. They held Northwestern to 36.8% from the field. IU only hit three three-pointers in 11 attempts. Northwestern, eight of 33. Boy, they take a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. And they, they, it's not the first time. That's that's consistent. Indiana was 15 of 20 at the line. Northwestern, 14 for 14. That'll win you some games. Uh, Indiana out-rebounded Northwestern 37 to 25. But here's the stat that uh, shocked me a little bit. 13 turnovers for the Hoosiers, three for the Wildcats. Only three? Only three. Wow. And you got to turn teams over. You know, I, I was at Louisville, Virginia last night. Virginia had no turnovers in the first half and only led by four. Got to turn teams over in this game. You have to have points off turnovers. And uh, when you don't turn them over, guess what? You don't get any points off turnovers. Now you got Illinois, Saturday, 12 o'clock, ESPN. You said you're worried about this Illinois game, right? A little bit, yeah. It's at Assembly Hall, though. It's going to be tough. Uh, I think coming off of a loss, a road loss, you're going to be, if if Trace Jackson Davis is honest with us, he's going to be ready to play. He's going to be more focused. And I think the team is going to be more focused. Give me an early spread on that game. You said it's in Bloomington? In Bloomington. Indiana will probably be like two and a half. Three oh, and a half, maybe. Higher than that. You think? Yeah. Illinois has been playing really well. I know, well. but it's a home game. You know, it's going to be five. I could see, yeah, I could see five and a half, I guess. Uh, last five here. And I love doing that this, this time of year because we're now there are three things going on. Louisville is 
uh, trying to get ready for next year. Kentucky is trying to get into the tournament. Indiana is trying to get a higher seed. So that these are the things going on with the local teams. And if you're Indiana right now, I love doing this at the end of the year. All right, who are our last five games? Because if you finish strong in these last five, and you said it yesterday, Scoots, it's not easy as last, these last part of the schedule. Not at all. Yeah, right? There's no Ohio State's on there. No. There's no – who's the worst team in the Big Ten? Probably Ohio State, okay. Minnesota. There's, there's no – yeah, there you go. There's no Minnesotas on here. Illinois at home, at Michigan State, at Purdue, Iowa at home, and Michigan at home, you finish the season against uh, uh, Jalen Howard. It's pretty Jaylen brutal. Howard. It's not Jawan Howard. That's a tough stretch there. Yeah. Uh, and East Lansing and, and West Lafayette, not going to be fun at all. Get one of those. Okay? Get one of those. Hold serve at home against Illinois, Iowa, Michigan, and I think you're a three seed as long as you don't lose your first game in the Big Ten tournament. So, you know, that's where we are. I still like this team a lot. I still think they are a contender to go to the Final Four. And as I say every year, when you get to the Final Four, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Anybody can win of the four teams. You can play the Final Four four times, and four different teams could win it. Because it's there's a, just a, an, uh, a large amount of luck involved in winning those last two games. You Skill will get you through the first couple of rounds. Good play will get you through the next couple of rounds. Luck has got to be a factor in the Final Four. Unless there's a team that's elite and there's just not one this year. Uh, so Indiana falls to 18-8, and 9-6 and six overall. Tied for third. Guess who they're? Uh, guess who's right there with them? Uh, Northwestern, Illinois. <laughs> no, they're at Northwestern's one game ahead. What Illinois. Do you, what do you mean Illinois? Have you looked at the standings, John? There's like seven teams right there with them. Yeah, but Illinois is one of them, so I'm not technically wrong. True. Yeah, it's a jumbled mess. Third place down. Um. All right, Miller Cop. Let's talk about your boy. You would have thought, going back to his old team in his old stomping grounds where he shot thousands of balls that he'd uh, he'd have a pretty good game. Wrong. When the switch came in the second-to-last Northwestern possession, not the last one, the second-to-last possession when Miller Cop on a switch, ended up guarding Boo Booey, I almost turned the channel. <laughs> I, I went, oh, no. And I was right. It didn't end well. Um, the steal for Indiana under the basket late in the game and layup, I mean, that's that's just Mike. I mean, it's hustle, yeah. but that's Mike Woodson. That's exactly what I said to my roommate. That, I turned that, to him and I said, is, I love Mike. That is saying we do this in practice. We practice this particular situation. We're going to make them throw it in here from, the, from left under the basket. They're going to try to throw it under the basket. And if they do, we're going to knock it away and get a bucket. And it worked to perfection. That is coaching, which is why I have a problem in Lexington right now. That's coaching. Um, Woodson's the man. People question Mike Woodson, right? When he got the job, well, you know, as an NBA guy, okay, yes, he's an Indiana legend, but I don't know if he can coach these kids. He's, He's old. Right? He's not a young, he's not Eric Musselman or Nate Oates or one of these guys up and coming, Porter Moser. He's not one of these guys that's going to, you know, he's just, he can flat out coach. Situationally, motivationally, 
in practice, in games, I don't think there's anything he can't coach. And uh, Hoosiers got a good one. I mean, they've struggled to get a good coach, right? Yeah. I can go through the list, but uh, time does not permit it. All right, let's take a break. We'll talk about Kentucky's must-win, which they got last night. Have they turned a corner? Louisville gave it all they had last night against Virginia. Just couldn't do it at the end. We'll check on all the college basketball from last night, scheduled for tonight. Only one game in the system tonight. We'll talk about that. NBA as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Eye. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in the studio. It is thundering and I'm going to guess lightning, even though we we have no windows here in the dungeon. Oh, it's definitely lightning because I feel electricity in my ears every time it happens. Not good. I don't even know where to go with that. You feel electricity in your ears? Yeah, it makes like a weird. I don't. I don't. Maybe not feel it, hear it more so. It's like an electric like. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem <laughs> Cartage. The Eminem uh, Cartage hotline is open five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. I feel like Ed's here five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well. Get your text into the show at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Uh, Kentucky 71, Mississippi State 68. Uh, gritty second half by this Kentucky team. They had the lead. Uh, uh, Mississippi State hits a bank in top of the key three at the end of the first half. Uh, Kentucky takes like a 12-point lead early to midway in the second half. Mississippi State comes flying back, takes the lead. The place is electric, but somehow, some way. Kentucky led by, wait for it, Chris Livingston was able to pull this game out of the fire. A must win uh, if they want to get into the tournament. I haven't looked at uh, Lenardi's bracketology. I will sh- at the next break. They were first four out yesterday. Now, Clemson was also first four out. I was watching uh, Lenardi talk during one of the games last night. It might have been the Kentucky game. And he actually said Clemson's 40-point win over Florida State last night put them in last four in. So I'm going to have to check and see if he he actually said if Kentucky wins tonight, it would be a quad one win, and it probably would put them back in the tournament. Uh, But still on the bubble. And the last five, again, just like Indiana, Kentucky's got three at home here. Now, they are Tennessee. That's not easy. Auburn and Vanderbilt. You go to Florida. Florida, by the way, lost Colin Castleton last night, probably for the rest of the year with a hand injury. Which, who are they without him? Who are a Great question. Uh, if you're Kentucky, perfect time to play Florida coming up midweek, this coming week on the road. Uh, and the last game of the year, you go to Arkansas. I don't think you win that one. Uh, so hold serve at home. And if that means you got to beat Tennessee, then that means you got to beat Tennessee. Beat Florida on the road, you're 4-1. Speaking of Tennessee... They knocked off Alabama last night. Again, I don't know who's any good. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline. Bring in David. David, how are you today, my friend? Well, I'm okay, John. I, I have to wonder what the uh, Louisville-Virginia game last yeah. night, though, 
gosh, for Louisville to be down by three with 30 seconds to go, I just wonder what they could have done because it seemed like they just you know couldn't get it working. They imploded. With that 30 seconds to go, and I think you know the three. You know, if they couldn't have gotten the three, could they got somehow got to the rim? Well, very quick. That's you a know, great question. Time or that's a great question, David. Because I'm yeah. si- I'm sitting with my media people at the game, and it's a three point game as you mentioned. Virginia misses the front end of a one and one. They're, yeah. So they get the rebound 29 seconds, and I immediately turned to uh, my buddy. I said, "Hey, they got they got to go to the rim here, just quickly." Get yeah, that's rim. what I was thinking too. Virginia's, go to the rim some Virginia's way if you could. Not going to foul you. Go to the yeah. rim, cut it to one, and then foul again. Keep this in mind: Virginia was nine of 22 at the free throw line against Duke last night. Yeah. They finished nine of 16, so they've been oh. struggling at the free throw line. Get the quick two and foul. Instead, uh, now Kenny had no timeouts. He couldn't call timeout to set anything up. They threw it around the perimeter for 28 and a half seconds, ended up with an off-balance Kamari Lands uh, prayer, really, at the buzzer, and uh, and so they lose by three. Uh, not a great possession at the end of the game, but I will say this. <sighs> they fought. They fought hard. Yes, uh, they did. Virginia had a 10-point lead at one time. Earlier in the year, that would have ballooned to 20 quickly. This time it did not. Withers, uh, Ellis, Lands, um, you know, Mike James hit a couple of big threes. J.J. Trainer had some big buckets. They, they've really come together. And I said yesterday, I expected them to be in this game within the last eight minutes, and they were even more than You that. were right about that, yeah. I like yeah, hearing they, that, they, David. They, you can keep saying that. I love hearing that. I was, yeah. I was right. Yes, I don't hear. I heard the sto- I heard the show. That. I heard the show yesterday, and you were saying that, and 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 you got it on that. And just when, when as I was, you know, listening to the game last night, it's like I think he's he, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> well, no, I, about what you were saying well, on your show. So. I get lucky sometimes. I don't know what I'm talking. Yes, you were. Let's be yeah, honest. yeah. And sports will do that to you, where you know most nights you'll be lucky on some things, and and. And every now and then, there's you know night that you know we just you know the opposite will happen. I wouldn't say most nights. I wouldn't say most nights. I would say a few nights I'm, I get lucky. Now Louisville gotcha, finishes, yeah. finishes with Clemson at Duke at Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech at home and at Virginia. Can they win one of those games? I'm not even asking for two. Uh, if I was greedy, I would ask for Clemson. This week, because they're celebrating the 2013 team, and it's going to be—it's good. I think it's going to be a big crowd Saturday night game. I think it's going to be a nice, raucous atmosphere. And at Georgia Tech, I think they can win. But I'm only asking for one. You're not going to win at Duke in all likelihood, although Duke is down. Uh, you're not going to win at Virginia last game of the regular season. Maybe Virginia Tech comes in here a little cocky and you knock them off. But can this team look? If you're Kenny Payne. And these guys, they just just win one game, just get the four. I'm thinking, yeah, get, let's let's get a win, and Saturday night would be a great one to get with with the uh, 2013, you know, all that about you the know what, what happened to the battle. We know, you know, yeah, it's, it, it'd be, yeah, great. we know that would be the great one to get because I would think, you know, for you know, just the players that'll come back in town, and I guess yep. they will meet with the with the current players. I would think so. Yeah, and Peyton yeah. Siva, he's been to a bunch of games already. I've seen Peyton Siva at a lot of games already. So, uh, but yeah, most of that team is coming back. They're going to put up the banner that says they were the uh, number one team in the coaches' poll at the end of 2013. That's really all they can do. 
NCAA's giving them some really strict guidelines about putting this banner up. Um, but, you know, it, it's something for the town and the fans of Louisville to celebrate, so uh, it's going to be fun. And the NCAA, you know, why can't they just, you know, you know, let Louisville do what it wants to do, show that banner some way. I mean, you, you don't have to show it, you know, when I'm saying after Saturday night, but, I mean, just somehow if there's a way you could show it without the NCAA getting, you know, yeah. You know, getting after him again. That's how they are, though. And I, you know, Kansas and Arizona and Oklahoma State can do what they want, but Louisville can't do what they want. I guess it's correct. Yeah, <laughs> David, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, Scooter, you wanted to add? Uh, no Shane Behannon, by the way, on Saturday. Yeah, I saw that, that seems weird. And the fan base is kind of trying to get him to come. You know, showing him some love. He was a big part of that team. Yeah, uh, that surprised me. Well, now I'm on UofL. I was trying to talk about UK. I don't know what to do here. This is a bad segue. Continue UofL. Continue with UofL? Yeah. Virginia 61, Louisville 58. The seventh-ranked Cavaliers are now 20-4 and overall, 12-3 and in the ACC. Uh, I had this written down. I was right. So David confirmed that. No surprise. Eight minutes to go. It was a five-point game. I said with eight minutes to go, uh, it's an eight-minute timeout. Louisville would be within eight. I was right. Now, I also said, I don't know what's going to happen after that. And Virginia got it to 10, but the cards fought back. LL is 21. Uh, Withers had 12 and 8. James 10. J.J. Trainer 9 points, 9 rebounds. Uh, the final possession, though, it's going to stick with them. It's going to stick with them because you had 29 seconds when you got the rebound and couldn't get a shot, couldn't get a shot. I mean, you got a heave, you got a prayer, but you did not get a shot that had any chance of going in. Uh, Louisville shot 42%, Virginia 44%, so not a great offensive game for either team. Tony said yesterday he's throwing Virginia out. After what I saw last night, I agree with him. I'm throwing Virginia out. They're not offensively adept enough to score points when they need to. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, defense is good. It's solid, but they don't have, they have a six eleven guy, but he's, he's off the bench. Well, they got virtually nothing from Beekman last night. They he's got been a big for part. Beekman. Armand Franklin was good. Yeah. Kihei Clark in the last 10 minutes was really good. Uh, but they missed, they missed free throws. And now they had no turnovers in the first half. They finished with six, zero in the first half. Louisville hit eight of 23s. Virginia hit six of 18. Uh, Louisville 8 of 10th the line, and again, UVA was 9 of 16 at the free throw line. You can't do that. Louisville actually out-rebounded Virginia, 31 to 30. Uh, and Louisville only finished with 9 turnovers. That's another thing. Tony Bennett's teams, and they've always been like this, they're running shot clock. They're playing defense. They're usually in a low-scoring game. Last night was no different. And when you're in all those low-scoring games, you're going to win your share but you're going to lose them. Remember Maryland Eastern uh, Maryland Baltimore County UMBC 16 seed. The Retrievers. What happened? What happened was you were in a close game like you are every day, and this time the other team won. When you're when it's tied or close with five minutes to go in any game against anybody, anybody can win. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And Virginia is historical, historically known for not. Getting not running away from teams. Uh, now Clemson comes in, mentioned that they're nineteen and seven. They beat Florida State by forty last night. 
Um, I think Clemson's good, but my my man Ed Peak was sitting with me last night, and I turned around and I said, Ed, watching this game, I have now come to the conclusion that the ACC just doesn't have any good teams. Because I thought Virginia was good. I know Carolina and Duke are struggling. I thought Virginia was good. Maybe I thought Clemson was good. But I'm of the opinion now that nobody's good in the ACC. Let's go to the Eminem Cardi Hotline, bring in my man Buzz. How you doing, Buzz? Hey, I'm doing fine, John. I, I, I wanted to chime in real quick, too. Virginia was guarding the three-point line last night when Louisville should have had an easy access right to the rim. Absolutely. I said it as soon as they got the rebound. Get a quick bucket. you got a team that's having trouble shooting free throws the last few games. Uh, cut it to one and foul them and put some pressure on them. And Absolutely. they never got inside the three-point line, Buzz. They pass it. Now, they, Kenny didn't have any timeouts. There were times in the game he had to use them. I get that. Um, but, you know, L. Ellis has to know, hey, there's there's 25 seconds left. I can get a layup here. And they just, yeah, as good they, as, they just didn't do it. As good as he is at going to the rim, that was the perfect opportunity because they, they were staying out. They were guarding – out past the three-point yeah. line. It was open underneath, but they were all out past the three-point line. It looked well. like they were hell-bent on shooting a three. That's what it looked like. It looked like they thought this is our last chance in this game. We have to tie it with a three-pointer. And with 25, 26 seconds, that's just not the case. No, there's plenty of time left at that point. So, you know what? It's just another episode in this season, isn't it? What's that saying I've been hearing a lot lately? Uh, you either win or you learn. Hopefully they're learning. Uh, look, they played great overall. Only yeah. nine turnovers. They shot. They didn't shoot great, but they, they out-rebounded Virginia. They shot better at the free throw line. They hit eight of, uh, was it eight of 20, eight of 23s. I'll take that every time out. They played a really solid ball game. And actually they played defense, oh, yeah. I think, for the first time in about three weeks. No, I think you're right. They they really look pretty good. Hey, can I change directions real quick for you? Um, yes. I'll be quick. I had to think about it, but yeah. Okay. Well, it, see, I'm over in Baltimore right now, and I, I just wanted to give you an exclusive on the Lamar Jackson. Yes, situation. please do. Correspondent, Buzz Frank. Yeah, the uh, the story I'm hearing over here is is that the Ravens are going to franchise him and then try to trade him. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, good luck to you next year if that's what you do. I don't know if Hunley's your answer. I don't know if you're going to get somebody in the draft. I don't know if uh, maybe you signed Derek Carr. I don't know what, what uh, Baltimore wants to do here. But they've got a offense offensive philosophy set for Lamar Jackson. They made it for Lamar Jackson. So I don't know if you're just going back to square one. Look, you're in a division with Deshaun Watson. You're in a division with Joe Burrow. And you're in a division with the Steelers and Mike Tomlin. I'm not going to say Kenny Pickett. I'm going to say the Steelers right. and Mike Tomlin. So if now's the time to reboot, I guess maybe you reboot and try to get as much capital as you can for uh, for Lamar Jackson. The question well, I would I have is, where would he end up? Atlanta. Oh man, my man Desmond Ritter's down there, Buzz. I yeah, I, that I, doesn't make I, me I happy. My Saint X Tigers. Down no, there. I, I wouldn't. I would I wouldn't either and, and Desmond I think has a bright future but I you know Lamar is 
it, well, he's Lamar, but he's a difference maker. John, Absolutely. Yeah. And do you think that this has to do with the way they criticized the Browns when the Browns signed Deshaun Watson? Because it seems like the Ravens were like the first, one of the first teams to come out and say, well, this is stupid. Well, I will say this. There's not an owner in the league that liked what the Browns did there. I agree. To give, to give Deshaun Watson $250 million guaranteed, and you know as well as I do, but every time one of these quarterbacks signs, that's the new mark. That's the spot. Um, yeah. The next quarterback yeah. says, hey, I want a little bit more than that. And, and so on and so on, and they get it. Well, when Deshaun Watson went 250 guaranteed, the rest of the league owners looked at the Cleveland owners and went, what are you doing? Yeah, you're running it for everybody. So, I mean, I don't blame Lamar for asking for what he's asking for. I don't blame But I also don't blame Baltimore for not giving it to him. Somebody's got to stand up at some point and say, we're, we're, we just can't pay this. This is crazy. Right. Jalen Hurts yeah, is going to demand now something. He's got one year left on his contract. So if you're the Eagles, you got an option here in the offseason. Am I going to give him an, a seven-year deal worth X amount of dollars guaranteed because he took us to the Super Bowl and he had a MVP caliber season? Or am I going to say, no, that's just too much. We, we, it's not a big enough sample size to sign you right now. So when is some when is somebody going to take all that money that they're giving quarterbacks and spread it around among O linemen and D linemen well, and get a couple stud running backs and change the game again? That's what Tom Brady did, and look what he did—he won seven Super Bowls. Tom Brady yeah. took less money. Now Tom Brady was in a unique position of having a supermodel wife that made more money than he did, so right. he was he was financially able to do that to say, look. I'm going to take less money, and I want, a, I want a great left tackle. I want a good running back that will catch the ball out of the backfield, and I want some defensive players to, to make this team better. And Patrick Mahomes kind of did that when he signed his long-term contract. Uh, but, That's right. But if you're a quarterback and it's time for you to get paid, it is human nature to say, I'm going to get as much as I can get. I don't know when it stops. Really like- I really don't know when it stops. Yeah. Brady's the anomaly. Most quarterbacks don't last half as long as he did. Absolutely. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the call. Good luck in the the district tournament next week, bud. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, Buzz. We'll talk to you. We'll take a break. I do want to finish the thoughts on Kentucky. We'll talk a little NBA as well. And Major League Baseball rule changes. We'll put the tarp on on a rainy day and talk about that after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this rainy Thursday. Eminem Cartage hotline is open. 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. 502-414-1450. Get your text into that number. 414-1450. Tony Berg texts me. He says, that was great. Buzz Frank reporting from Baltimore. Yeah, we sent uh, Buzz up to Baltimore to get the skinny on the Lamar Jackson negotiations. So uh, it's good to know I have a listener in Baltimore. That's awesome. Uh, by the way, you mentioned it in the break. David going for caller of the year early. He is, yeah. Mid February, yeah. Cl- putting his putting his claim in. He's up there because I don't think we've heard from some other people enough. That's all I'm going to say. 
to uh, be in the race. It's, it's a runaway right now. Let's put it that way. All right, Kentucky with a win last night, 71-68. I mentioned gritty second half. Chris Livingston was fantastic. Oscar Shebway, 18-11. and 11. Now, you can rail on him all you want, and I've done my share railing on him. Oh, he's not as good as he was last year. It looks like he's not working as hard. What's the problem? What's wrong with Oscar? 18-11 is 18-11. He's back. I, don't, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but I would say if a guy goes 18-11, and 11, he was in foul trouble in the second half, then you just say, hey, nice game. Uh, Toppin had 16, Reeves had 14, Livingston 13 points, 5 rebounds. Big second half last night from Chris Livingston. And big plays when big plays were needed. Uh, Casey Wallace had 11 assists. Again, Wallace was one of 13 from the field last night. He has lost his shot the last several games. Four points, four rebounds, but 11 assists. Wheeler and Frederick didn't play again. Um, Wheeler had a boot. They need them. They need both of them, just from a numbers perspective. When you're dipping into Lance Ware and Adu Thero, who I think played well, Ware did as well. Damian Collins, I thought, played okay. But when you're dipping into that part of the pool, you know, that's the uh, that's the three-foot part. I need the five-foot part of the pool back in there. Um, Thero, I saw this stat this morning. He is, uh, his plus-minus has been a minus all year long, which surprises me. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like he's playing well when he's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh I, does the plus minus mean anything, Scoots? Uh, is it I mean, a valid stat? I think so. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't lean on it as much as others do, but but anyway, there's so much perspective that goes into it, and I, it changes yeah, with every game. I, I, yeah, I agree. I thought good minutes out of Thero last night. Ware didn't do anything wrong, which he usually does, and I thought decent <laughs> minutes out of Collins as well. Does that mean spirited? I don't even know anymore. Um, Kentucky shot 45 and a half percent. Mississippi. State shot 50%. Rarely does a Cal team win when the other team shoots 50%. I saw a stat today, but I didn't write it down because I don't do research. But uh, 50% Mississippi State, and they still lose the game. Kentucky, well, actually both teams hit 6 of 20 from three-point land. Cats 15 of 20 at the line. Mississippi State 14 of 18. Here's the number. And when they do this, they usually win. Kentucky out-rebounded Mississippi State 40 to 23. Whoa. That's a beatdown. That's a beatdown on the glass. Nine turnovers for the Cats. I think if you're John Calipari, you'll take that every time out. Uh, ten turnovers for Mississippi State. Now you got the Vols coming to town with the revenge on their mind. They beat Alabama last night. Uh, here's that home win against the number one team now going on the road theory. However, in this rivalry and in this situation where you beat Tennessee on their home court when they were double-digit favorites. Tennessee's going to come in guns blazing yeah. on Saturday. 1 o'clock on CBS. I'm going to guess whew, this is a tough spread. I'm going to I'm going to go Tennessee 2. I was thinking 2.5. I'm going to say Tennessee's going to be fa- – Kentucky's not played well at home. Mm-mm. It's really that simple. Go back and find me the best home game they played. I don't know when it is, and I don't know what it is. Um, But anyway, Tennessee this Saturday, that'll be interesting. All right, college hoops last night. The two winners in the uh, system were Louisville, plus 16.5, 
and Northwestern plus two and a half against Indiana. Uh, so the system was two and zero. Oh, another nice night. Tennessee beats Alabama sixty eight fifty nine in Knoxville. The uh, Tide drop uh, to twenty two and four on the year. Now they're still going to win the SEC regular season title, but uh, chink in the ar- everybody has a chink in their armor. Nobody has the armor without the chink this year. Uh, Marquette beat Xavier in a battle of top 20 teams, 69-68. Iowa State, another battle of top 25 teams. Iowa State beat TCU 70-59. And if you missed it late last night, 21st-ranked San Diego State over Fresno, 45-43. I had not seen that score until just this moment. If you needed to go to sleep last night, I hope you turned on the San Diego State-Fresno State. Wow. 45-43. The over-under in that game was 130-something. Didn't even get to 100. They could have played another half of basketball and not gotten to it. Uh, Tonight, one system game. That is Maryland at home. I got it plus one and a half. Scooter's got it plus one. We're going to go with my numbers always, as we always do. Purdue is only a a one-and-a-half point favorite against Maryland. Surprised by that? Uh, You saw Maryland beat Indiana. Maryland's Maryland's capable. They're 17-8. and Maryland's really good at home. Does Purdue need a win here? No. I mean, it's kind of silly. They're going to win the Big Ten, which sort of gives them the door into a number one seed in the tournament. I guess they could screw it up if they lose this game, if they lose at home to Indiana, uh, lose one more, don't win the Big Ten tournament. Maybe they drop to a two. The problem is everybody else is losing too. So if you're a one seed right now, you're probably going to be a one seed. It's going to be Alabama. It's going to be Purdue. It's going to be Houston. And I guess the Big 12 champion, Texas, maybe uh, Pac-12 champion, Arizona or UCLA. I don't know. Does, does any conference get two number one seeds? No. I don't think so this year. Big 12 would have the best shot. Yeah, but they may not get any. Because they beat each other up so much. Uh, Houston, by the way, number two in the country is at SMU tonight. Uh, Houston's a 15.5 point favor. That's a 7 o'clock game on ESPN2. The Purdue-Maryland game, by the way, 6.30. So dinner dinner time basketball tonight. Uh, Purdue and uh, Maryland on Big Ten Network. By the way, there are four other games that, if they were Power 5 or system bets. Yes, including that Houston-SMU game. Yeah. Uh, that includes Gonzaga at Loyola Marymount. Gonzaga's an eight-point favorite there. St. Mary's at San Diego. The San Diego, uh, I think they're not the Conquistadors. That was the ABA San Diego team. Who is San Diego? Toreros. Toreros. They're 11-16. and 16. They are 13.5-point underdogs at home to St. Mary's. And Florida Atlantic is a 4.5-point favorite at Middle Tennessee State. Bellarmine Knights in action tonight. Uh, they're uh, at uh, the Yum Center tonight, believe it or not. The Farm Machinery Show is at Freedom Hall. So Bellarmine, uh, Louisville was nice enough to allow the Knights to come play in the Yum Center tonight. Bellarmine hosting North Alabama tonight, 730, if you're looking for something to do. See if Bellarmine could show them how to win. You know baseball starts tomorrow? College. Bellarmine plays tomorrow. Uh, they play at New Mexico State. New Mexico State apparently has not canceled their baseball program. Like they had to do their basketball program. Um, so Bellarmine baseball starts tomorrow. Uh, Louisville baseball is at home this weekend against Bucknell. 
three-game series starting at 3 o'clock tomorrow at Patterson Stadium. Did you – little off-topic, but did you see what happened with Texas and Kentucky softball this weekend? Yes. How ridiculous Incredible. is that? I don't know who – I don't know if I – I don't know if I want to blame anybody. I don't know who to blame. The rule makers? The bottom line is Kentucky had a drop-dead time where they had to leave to make their flight home. And the drop-dead time for the game was 3.30, period. No matter where you are in the game, 3.30, we go, we, we're out. Well, It was extra innings. Kentucky had a three-run lead. Texas batter had two strikes. There were two outs, and the, the alarm went off. And I guess the umpire said, that's it. It's ridiculous. We then, revert back to the previous inning, and yep. it ends in a 4-4 tie instead of a 7-4 Kentucky victory. Ridiculous. Well, okay, but who do you blame? Kentucky set the time. Now, Texas's coach took advantage of it. He changed pitchers. When Kentucky got the lead, he had, uh, he had one of his batters act like she had dust in her eyes, come out and put some Visine in them. I mean, if you're Texas's coach, you're going, look, we're going to lose this game. Unless I figure out a way to get us to three thirty, do you do it? Oh yeah, any any team in the country would. I mean, maybe it's not ethically right to do that. <laughs> uh, act like you're, you know, act like you're tying your shoe. Act like you got, you know, dust in your eye. You got some dirt in your eye. I'm gonna go out and talk to my pitcher. We're gonna have a meeting at the mound. Since when is anything the NCAA does ethically right? I didn't get to baseball. See, you threw me off course here. I'll I'll talk more about this tomorrow. The the changes are the pitch clock is going to revolutionize the game. Yeah. Because you're going to have Major League Baseball games that were three and a half hours are going to be two and a half hours long now. And it's going to be glorious. You're going to have stolen bases because of bigger bases and the pickoff rule. No shifts. Uh, but the pitch clock, 20 second pitch clock, the batter is responsible too here. He has to be in the box facing the pitcher. With eight seconds left on the pitch clock, or it's a strike. Even if it's strike three, hey, you're out. And that happened a lot in like Louisville Bats games last year when we were we'd have them on the radio station. Yeah, it happened early. Yeah, but just like anything else, just like different rules in the NFL, players adjust, and they're going to complain about it. They got all spring training to work on it. Uh, they're going to be like, oh no, that's not right. I, I got to adjust my gloves. I've got a routine. Well, you know what? You need to change your routine. And they'll adjust, and I think it's going to be better for the game. And this is all about speeding the game up and making it watchable to younger people. Younger people don't watch baseball anymore. Mm -mm. They just don't. takes too long. And it's too slow. So speed it up, put the stolen base back in the game, and uh, and see if you can attract a younger audience. That's what this is all about. And I, I love these rules. And, by the way, they're keeping the rule where in extra innings you put a runner on second base, a ghost runner. Hate it. I love it. I originally was like you, Scooter. I originally said, oh, that's not baseball. Now I love it. It's great. It's It brings strategy into the game so much. What do I want to do if I'm the visiting team here? Do I want to sacrifice them over? Do I play for a bigger inning? What if they don't score and I'm the home manager? Now do I say, oh, it's great. By the way, Buzz texted in before we get out of here. said he agrees. David is strong. The rest of us need to step up our game. <laughs> Call of the year up for grabs. See you tomorrow. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Ass.